Welcome to 18 Minutes of Workplace Horror Stories and Helpful Tips. We are Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, and this is Braving Bad Bosses. Jeff is the president of Wolf Prairie, a leadership and organization development firm. He doesn't even have a boss. And Todd is lucky enough to have the best boss ever, and I'm pretty sure he'd say that even if his boss wasn't listening. But over the years, we've both seen a lot oh, yeah. and learned a little. And we're not too shy about passing judgments and armchair quarterbacking the way things should be. So join us for a pint this week as we discuss the lying boss. All right, Jeff, tonight's story is about the lying uh, boss. And uh, this listener, let's call him Glenn. Glenn? Glenn. All right. I worked for a videographer who was desperate to be seen as a full video production company, but was really just a freelancer. So mm -hmm. got a little bit of a perception mm -hmm. issue here. Mm -hmm. um, she spent all of her time working on her brand and image and no time on her product. Um, she would outright lie to clients and anyone who worked with her. Oh she bought a studio space, which was only for appearances since her shoots were all done on client sites. All about keeping up the image here. Oh, yeah. She used stock footage for her reel, oh my goodness, um, and not her own work. She even created fictitious employees and would send emails from fake email accounts. This is quite a me? bit of elaborate work this for is, the line. Yeah. It'd be cheaper, for instance, cheaper and easier just to hire someone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. For instance, they would say, Maggie Johnson, executive assistant, so clients would know she wasn't doing her old admin work. Uh, she even went as far as to create fake social media profiles oh on goodness. Facebook and LinkedIn for the fake employees to create the illusion they were real people. This is getting into con artist territory. Yeah, this is yeah, this is going to be a good meaty one. <laughs> Got to write this one down. That's what, crazy. No need. I've got it written oh, down good. right all here. Right, right. What's really crazy is she would also lie to her interns and anyone oh helping her. For example, when she hired me, she sent me an acceptance letter saying she would pay me thirty-six thousand dollars salary, and I would be offered health benefits and a health and wellness program. Oh, wow. My pay was actually thirty thousand dollars, no benefits at all, and her health and wellness program <laughs> consisted of two yoga DVDs <laughs> collecting dust on a shelf. Gosh. Um, I know they say fake it till you make it, but this seems way too much, and I couldn't agree with Glenn more. That is uh, just ridiculous. Yeah. It was, so, you know, this this conjures up so many thoughts for me. I don't even really know where to begin. But um, why don't I'm, you begin at the, at the beginning? <laughs> begin at the beginning. I to me, I, I actually was going to start at the ending. OK, let's. <laughs> but where, where, did, where did you want to where, where did you want to start in the middle and then work backwards <laughs> just for just for kicks? No, I, I hear you. Go ahead. There's a lot to unpack here. There's so much to unpack. And uh, to me, the the part that really jumps out there is the end of fake it till you make it. What's. When yeah. does fake it till you make it cross over into flat out lying? Well, first of all, maybe we ought to define what fake it till you make it really is supposed to be. Yeah, I like that. I, you know, because I think that yeah, let's we start understand there. that. All right. Yeah. So, so as an entrepreneur, I started 10 years ago yeah. uh, with Wolf Prairie. And, um, and so I can relate a little bit to the fake it till you make it. It's yeah. sort of the idea that you want clients to kind of see you as an established entity when yeah. you're just getting started it's really hard to convince them to take a chance on you when you know you're one one guy working out of his office kitchen table sure. um you know and so there's there's an element to where you put a nice website out you know sometimes you use the word we instead of i just some things just to, sure. just to kind of create some perception of of some scale right mm -hmm. um, so that's really what they mean i think by fake it till you make it um, you know, you, you just have a nice website that, that looks like you've got 
you know, a product line, you've been around a while, right. you can be trusted, you threw up some client testimonials, and those have to be true, by the way. Yeah. Um, I've known others to fabricate a little bit on yeah. cl- client testimonials, yeah. which is, I think, over the line as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I well, and to me, thinking about how you get clients and how you build that, it's the value that's more important than the illusion of yeah. I'm bigger, I've got yeah. more people working for me, or I've done other great work. And I get the risk part, but yeah. how do I say, here's the value I'm going to bring to you, and then focus time and energy on that? I, I, I do think back to the beginning here is the fact of she would spend more time telling the lies than actually doing the yeah. work. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. And the amount of work it took to create profiles and email accounts and try to track all that, like that's... Right. You know, the, you know, lies build on top of lies. Yeah, I think it's, it sounds like this this bad boss got into that. You know, they, they fabricate a little bit, and now they got to follow up with the LinkedIn profile in case yeah. someone looks that employee up. So, you know, we all know that lies build upon lies, and that obviously the best practice for any boss is to be honest yeah. <laughs> and to be transparent. So, I, I you know, you ask when when does fake it to you make it cross the line? It's when you literally lie. Yeah. You know, when a client asks a question and you lie about it. Sure. Um, as opposed to just creating an illusion of having maybe a larger company. Yeah. Um, but you never you never say, yeah, I'm going to have my assistant contact you and then, yeah. and then create an email address. <laughs> um, that's it, flat out lying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beyond. So, so from a bad boss rehab, right. it's really focus more on creating value and don't right. lie. Right. Clients want honesty too. I mean, you know, it, it, I think we're self-conscious as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like we don't, we, we think clients will be turned off. But, you know, from my personal experience, it, it's always better to just say, yeah. You know, when they say, how many, you know, how big is your, how big is your company? You can just be honest. Say, well, it's me and I got a subcontractor that I pull in when I need them. But right. I'm starting to get some scale and I'm, I'm interested. I'll be hiring hopefully somebody in the next couple of months. Right. So being honest, I think, is always a much better policy. So oh, absolutely. Bad boss rehab, this She's she's out of she's out of whack here. The you know the tough part for me is I think the people that I have known that are engaged in this kind of this high level of deceit. Um, it, I don't want to say there's something mentally wrong with them, but they're yeah. they're more a con person mindset. Like they yeah. they're yeah. they're living so much larger lives, yeah. so much larger lies than yeah. uh, than you can even start to scratch yeah. the surface of. Yeah. I'm not sure how, thinking about trying to have the conversation with this individual about right. how to get them to quit lying, I wouldn't even know how to begin to approach that. Like, how do you, do you mm-hmm. say, here's the lies that I've heard you, here, here's what you've said, here's what reality is, what were you trying yeah. to achieve out of that? How, what's the, yeah. what's yeah. the aha moment that you try to get them to break through or to be able to say, this isn't going to play out well? That's a really good question. I mean, uh, you know, it, it I, I struggle a little bit because I think I think to some extent this this depends on your level of integrity, you know, as an individual. So if you're working for a person who is who's lying to someone else, like clients or their own boss, or they're you know they're fabricating some numbers and feeding that up the chain, I mean, it puts you in a really awkward situation, right? And I think so. Let's assume that you know that that Glenn here is is in this environment is not comfortable, yeah, with, you know, working for a for a quote company right so so let's say glenn is normal let's say glenn is a normal human being and is feeling uncomfortable knowing that this is a, all right, a ruse. right 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 so so you're are you asking how does glenn i mean assuming he's not just going to quit yeah you know what would you what would you say to a boss like this who is clearly getting 
out over her skis. Yeah, so the, the, the tricky part for me, and I was asking the question much more from a yeah. bad boss rehab. Like, how, if, okay. So if you didn't report to this person and you were trying to offer feedback or you, it, and I don't know what the relationship is, but it, yeah. it, it, gets, it gets even more complicated if right. they're your boss. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there are multiple layers about how much do I want to change behavior? So if, so, so let's jump into Glenn's perspective and how does Glenn deal with this? And so on the one hand, it makes sense to be able to say to the boss, I don't trust you. It's another layer up if you say, don't put me in a bad spot and don't right. make me lie for other people. Right. And then it's a whole nother layer of coaching to be able to say, this isn't going to be good long term for the company. Um, right. Right. And, and how are we going to build something of value? And I, I think that highest level is too high to hope for in this situation. Yeah. And so how do you determine whether you just simply say, do, do you even acknowledge? So, so I guess even mm-hmm. the, the tier below that of the trust being broken is just start protecting yourself knowing that you can't believe much of what the boss says, or is there value in being able to confront the boss to say, the trust is broken here and I, and I, I, I have to validate or verify uh, everything yeah. you say. Yeah, well, in this case, it, it's it's clearly extended not just to clients, but but apparently this this boss is lying to employees as well, or or stretching the everybody truth. exactly. So so the trust has got to be broken already. Yeah, um, you know, and so Glenn Glenn is in a bad situation. So in, in this in this particular case, it, it we're dealing with bosses like this. We're always tempted just to to say, you know what, maybe you just you might want to just quit. Yeah. Um, so we always have to assume that the boss may listen to reason. Sure. Uh, maybe we can make that assumption now. But if I'm Glenn and and this is getting a little bit out of hand, right. um, number one, the trust is already broken. And yep. So I don't know. What do you have to lose? Right. You go to the boss and say, you, you know, if, if, if a client were to look into this any further, they're, they're going to find out. It's going to do more damage to your reputation in the long haul. Yeah. Then, then being transparent about how big you are as a company, right? Settle into your niche. Let's, let's grow this. But, again, we're making the employee the bigger person here. Yeah. I think that I love you. You know, I'm the one to give the benefit of the doubt to the person. And let's assume yeah. they're going to listen to reason. Yeah. The challenge here is talking to the boss about it. I'd have no assurance that whatever they told me would be factual. Like I would almost expect them to lie to be able to say, yep. you know, you're right. I think we need to start doing that and not to follow through with it at all. Have you ever been in a situation like this where you've had a boss that has lied about things or put you in challenging spots? Yeah, you know, I actually have. Um, I've been in a situation like this, and it wasn't, uh, they, they weren't making up fake employee names, but um, it was close. <laughs> they were just getting started. They it was, hadn't, it was close. They hadn't developed go, all their professional yeah, lying skills yet. I won't go into yet. a lot of detail, but I, I, was, uh, I was working for a person who, who did, who, who crossed the line. They were faking it till they could make it, and then they crossed the line when a, a large national-level company um, asked specifically how many employees they had in or how many employees this company had in the service department who to make sure they could handle the load that they would be sending them yeah and that and so you can understand it right this large company is going to test their vendors yeah like i'm not going to give you this award until i know your track record in handling large volumes of processes right and so literally in a conference call on a conference call i'm in the room a couple other people from the company are in the room and the client asked for current throughput levels and um the the boss i was working for kind of looked across the room and was like what do you think guys are we at i think we're at about 50 employees now and i think we're doing 500 a month service orders 
my eyes just popped out of my head because you want to know the truth, Todd? Yeah, I do want to know the truth. We had one person hired. We had oh job my. postings up. We had one person hired. And, and I, I don't even know if there were any orders in throughput yet. It was Holy still in like development cow. stage. And just lied through her teeth. Yeah. And I, you know, for me personally, that was that was the last straw. I was pulled into a room and kind of asked to go along with this. And I said, I went, I went in afterwards and I decided to confront. Yeah. So I confronted her. I said, this is, I'm, I'm a person of integrity. I'm not going to be a part of this kind sure. of, a, of a ruse. I, it, and, I, and, you know, do you realize that if they just fact check this one yeah. time, you, there's no way. Yeah. And you will be ruined in the industry if they yeah. find out. Yeah. And I, I fully expected that I might get a response of, you know what, you're right. This is, right. This is dumb. No, I, yeah. you know, I'm sorry I put you in that situation. You know what I got? I got, I got. I got skewered for being unloyal. Sure, not being a team player. Yeah, yeah. And so that was my last, my last day. Well, so th- I, I left. I, I mean, I, I really haven't explored this area just thinking through this because people that have been caught in such blatant lies, and this that was such yeah. a blatant lie of the example that you give. I just tend to immediately write them off. They're kind of dead to me. Um, <laughs> and and so I've been dead in, a, I've been in a situation where. Um, yeah. I haven't ever been in a situation where I worked for somebody who was a blatant liar like that, but I think I would have to make that same choice. The tough part is I don't know that confronting them does any good, but in the same token, not confronting them definitely doesn't do any good. So how do you confront in a way that wins them over to them being able to say, oh, yeah, that makes good sense? And so one way certainly is to be able to say, hey, because this is an example of where I have seen – you talk about things mm-hmm. that aren't factually true. It makes me question everything you tell me. It, yeah. It's it, yeah. And so I don't like that as a relationship. So how do we rebuild that trust? How do I know what you're telling me is truthful? Right. And then if our clients find out about this, how do we make sure that, how do I make sure that we back that up in the standpoint of, it's not just the company brand that's at stake. My personal brand is at stake and I'm not yeah. willing to put my personal yeah. brand out there like that. Yeah, no, I, you're right. This is a this is a tough one. Um, you know, if you're dealing with a boss who who is a liar, <laughs> um, all you can do is confront. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it, a liar typically is also going to be a person who's going to be low in willingness to take the blame for anything. Oh you know, no, yeah. Deflect it. They're going to make up excuses. They're gonna they're gonna do what this what this client what this boss did and what my boss did when they said well listen you got to get comfortable faking it till you make it Jeff. Yeah. you know if you're not comfortable with that you know maybe you need to yeah so so uh, you know it does cross the line when they when they not just fabricate externally or up the chain but they lie directly to you right you know so glenn had that happen yeah you know now i think you i think you asked offline like if, if you walk in the door and you have an offer letter or some commitment yeah. and it's you're being paid less and there's no benefits since what what how, i mean how do you get away with that and right. number one how do you you know why would you stay yeah i uh, i would actually recommend in this one that you confront on that particular situation so that's an easy one to confront how, how would you confront on that without saying you i'd know, have what, offer you, letter in hand and walk right in what and if be there's able, no offer letter I guess there was an acceptance yeah. letter. Yeah, yeah. There was an acceptance letter and yeah. a um, a pay stub. That <laughs> it's pretty easy to be yeah. able to say these two yeah. are not connecting. Yeah. Um, and what do we need to do to get this remedied? And not just to right. change the pay stub, but to be able to back pay what you owe me on this. Right. Um, I did have one situation, and I I wouldn't consider it lying. It was just a broken promise. So when I got a job at a new place, certain 
implications were certain promises were made that um, you know coming in at this level then within a year we'd be able to do that and a year came and went yeah. and it didn't and I had a confrontation with my boss yep. and um, <laughs> I very quickly got transferred to another department but well, you but know. I felt better about the fact well, you of were being a problem able to child. I was a problem child yeah. for many other reasons <laughs> about being able to say hey we had a conversation that included this 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 and this and this is what that meant to me, and this is where we are, and that doesn't seem to match up. And I think this is one that particular with the, oh, dang it, there's Hell's Bells. Oh, uh, this one was getting good. Just, but, yeah. <laughs> so it, we're about to get into yeah. the quit scale here, but I think for this one, I would definitely confront on the pay. I would focus in on the most tangible thing you could, and yep. that in this one is the pay issue. Yep. I would focus on that pay issue and get that yep. rectified, and that didn't get rectified. Yep. I'm not only thinking quit. I'm yeah. think well. I'm I'm yeah. thinking lawyer up, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I struggle with the quit scale on this because because um, I want to call it the why did you even accept the offer scale? Right. Because you know if I'm Glenn, half of this stuff had to be pretty obvious going through the interview process. Sure. You know when you look at someone's website and you're doing the research and then you get in there for the interview and you find out oh this the this, right. this studio isn't even. The pictures of the studio you have on your website. This right. is like a little hole in the wall, but your website has a different building right. on it. Right. Or you know, or you, or you, you know, you've got you, you've got these names. People are corresponding with you, or whatever. Or you're seeing these these jobs on LinkedIn, and they're just they're not even in existence. So my my question for for Glenn would be number one, you knew what you were getting into. Right. You went to work for a liar. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, don't know I, that I don't you. Know, I don't know that you know that. One. Yeah, I don't know that you know that. You, to you get think into she it. could have faked it? I guess I, even until well, you got hired. Right. I mean, oh. this liar. Uh, this is kind of one of those things that you yeah. may not be able to do. Now, yeah. part of that is, do you? What other due diligence can you do to prevent this from happening? Yeah. I think makes good sense. And I also think one of the things that popped in my head as you were talking yeah. through that is, once you quit and leave on, do you have any obligation to existing clients to make sure they're aware of what's really I going? on? I don't know. You know, I. I, I yeah, I know. I it's a big difference. Part of it is, is the lie doing harm or damage? So the example yeah. you gave of, I mean, they're, they're making decisions based on false information. Um, is it'd that a really disservice? It'd be really tempting to contact the client. Right. But, and whistle blow. But, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think Glenn needs to, needs to leave and, and call clients. I think for the most part, much of this was, it, much of this was kind of, it, it, was, it was untrue, but it wasn't right. damaging. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. She was faking her, her, her footage reel and those kinds of things, trying to look bigger and trying to fake employees. But she wasn't, like, providing yeah. a bad product, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I, I guess in, in, you know, in just kind of summarizing what, what Glenn ought to do here, n number one, you know, if you went into it knowing that you were going to work for a liar, yeah. then I think you, you have to be accustomed to working in an environment where you're not going to trust right. what the person is saying. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say... Small lies equal big lies, meaning that uh, somebody's yeah. not a once-in-a-while liar. Yeah. Somebody that engages in the lies like this or engages yeah. down that behavior, they're... It's indicative of something probably right, deeper right. there. We know. were at a rental house once and saw a mouse and took the mouse, it captured the mouse and took it across the creek and let it go. And a friend of mine said, oh, that's adorable. You thought it was one mouse. If there's one <laughs> mouse, there's multiple mice. There's, the, there's, there's never that's just one. That's right. And, that's and if, right. if you find one lie, it's not just one lie. There's multiple lie. They're like rats right. in a house. So if you're like Glenn and you're working for a lying boss... There are more mice. Yes, exactly. Just expect it. Exactly. You might want to. Uh, you might want to be transparent. You might want to be. You might want to be looking at, at, at new places to work. But just 
lower your expectations as far as what you what you expect to be true. Get a cat lawyer up. Right. So how do we um, how do we uh, how do we get more stories like this? Well, first off, you need to contact our executive assistants. Oh yes, yes. Uh, we've got a huge staff. I think it's Maggie Johnson at, uh, at uh, Bad Boss, <laughs> Braving Bad Bosses International. Oh yes, uh, we have the global headquarters as yes. well. Here. Well, five sprawling campuses. Well, that, five, six. <laughs> oh, up to six now. I Tom. can't keep track. You need it's to just keep, you need so to keep busy. Track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or simply go to our website, which does actually exist, and that's Braving Bad Bosses, and submit your story there. And thank you so much to Glenn for submitting this one because. Holy cow, that was a perfect example of a bad boss. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Ain't no lie there. (laughs) All right, until next time. Next time. See ya.